Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. I'm talking with Jennifer McPherson, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Jennifer is a wine producer, wife, and mother of two. Jennifer, thank you for being with us today. Let's get started. Great. Thanks for having me. Tell me, how did you end up here in wine country from L.A.? It started with a date, uh, a date weekend with my now husband, and our first getaway was up here in Napa Valley. Very romantic, and we both obviously love food and wine and and the whole culture up here. We had had many, many, many trips since then, including marrying up here, which is when we knew we wanted to have this in our lives for years and years to come. It was just your past experiences that led you to want to move here. Yes, the community up here is has such a generosity of spirit. Early on in, in our relationship, we would come as wine buyers and you would be welcomed into people's homes and at their at their kitchen tables, uh, invited for picnics and dinners and treated like you were a family. You basically came up here and met friends and instant family members and that was you know attractive. And, yeah, sure. And um and we definitely wanted to be a part of that. We love hosting ourselves, we love entertaining, we we do that anywhere we are anywhere we go and to get to do that as a as a full-time job looked amazing and you're up here on a hill off of sage canyon road Mm. on the other side of lake hennessy yeah how did you choose this little piece of property it's beautiful our other home is in a more urban area where you can talk to the neighbor next door to you out the window and when we wanted to find a home up here in napa valley we looked at many different properties some right on silverado trail some in town and i kind of always rooted for something a little bit more secluded something that you really felt like you were in the country and you felt like you were with nature. And we actually looked at this property many years before we purchased it. It was on and off the market for a lot of years and it just wasn't the right time for us. And it came back on the market and I thought it was calling me. <laughs> and as you know, as you drive through this long, windy driveway underneath these beautiful oak trees, and you're in the canyon and you have these amazing mountain views, and you know, someday, very soon, we are permitted to plant our own vineyards here, it's, it's just a very special place. In fact, it's only had four owners, I think, that I know of. And we see so much potential, and we envisioned working on this property for the rest of our lives. How many acres? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight acres. Mm-hmm. Wow. Most of it's wooded and probably unusable, 
but no neighbors <laughs> that you'll Definitely hear. Definitely no neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a, a little wildlife. Yes, we uh, we love. We have rattlesnakes, wild turkeys, coyotes, um, bears. Actually, a bear loves to visit our across the street neighbor, who's awesome, by the way. Love him as a neighbor. And uh, yeah, we we actually own livestock. This actually is a, a working ranch as well. Um, we raise heritage Asaba Island pigs off the coast of South Carolina or Georgia, I believe. They're descendants of the Imbirico pig. We're, we're, in, we're in the pig business too. I don't I know if you knew that. Um, and what, what's, yeah. what are those pigs used for? What's so special about them? Um, we've, we've actually only produced one litter first. Um, we do prosciutto pairings with our wine here uh, for our members. And Steve is a, a foodie chef. And is he a butcher too? He, well, kind of. Yes, we. You learn a lot when you live when you live on a on, <laughs> on a farm. Um, he also has a nice toy that he purchased. Uh, it's oh, it's right. a it's a vintage Burkle prosciutto slicer from Milan. Um, so yeah, he needed to to put that to use with some some livestock. Yeah. Okay. So well, let's move on, shall okay. we? <laughs> sure. Sorry, I, I, no, I brought you down a different direction. No, I'm intrigued. Okay. For sure. I'm I never knew that uh Steve had some hidden talents. Yeah. Um, He's an incredible chef. Also, yeah. the two of you created this amazing guest house that we're sitting in. Yeah. Tell me about that. It's darling. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's definitely reflective of us. We had built a house together before and we knew we could do it again and um and survive. Yes. <laughs> and he is the talent behind the structure and the design and then I like to do all the interiors. So that works pretty well together. Yeah, I love the colors and um, the detail. Thank you. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's a little French inspired. I don't know if you could if you could tell the uh, the pewter brasserie uh, bar top and uh, our little boulangerie piece that came from a Parisian market. The blue, of course, is like a beautiful deep French beautiful. blue. It's fun. It's it's a great creative outlet for us too. And how long did it take you to create this? house um about a year actually which is a little over a year um probably sorry that's probably pretty quick you would think but it's not that large it felt like you know some days felt pretty agonizing (laughs) (laughs) if everyone if anyone's ever been in construction you know that sometimes getting the workers here right getting getting to move on but all in all it was a great experience and you know we're we're going to gear up to do it again for the main house hopefully in another year or two well this is certainly a nice oasis yes oh yes you breathe a lot deeper when you come up here so you split your time between here and LA yeah so you have your city home and country home yes what's what's the ratio is it 50-50 um probably with the kids in school it's it's a little bit less than that, 
But between Steve and I, someone is usually here at least two weeks out of the month. Okay. So, and we tag team, you know, somebody, we, we want somebody to be there for the basketball games and the karate competition. And we, we are, we co-parent very nicely. We work at home together and in this business together. Well, you just had an anniversary and you yeah. were telling me how your two daughters um, celebrated the anniversary Share, share with our oh, sure. audience. It's any opportunity, incredible. any opportunity that they have to present us with a meal. They will, they love. They just love to cook. They are in the kitchen almost daily, baking a lot, but also cooking. And so they presented us with an amazing Boeuf Bourguignon dinner. Um, they they spent a year in France as well, so they were. Um, exposed to a lot of amazing cuisine and I was I kept it to myself but I was a little apprehensive about uh, taking on the task of, of making a boeuf bourguignon but I, I have to say my 12 year old pulled it off it was delicious um, it was accompanied with homemade Hungarian spetzel which my husband is a half Hungarian so I think his grandmother would be very very proud of the 10 year old that that was in charge of that dish I don't even think I could create those two <laughs> recipes so I am I am in awe of your children <laughs> they're they're pretty incredible they they have no problems rolling up their sleeves and and getting in there and they're 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 pretty ambitious in in the kitchen obviously well they've got two good role models thank you Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. Um, so I have to ask, we're here in um, the Napa Valley Wine Country. We're, you know, at home. So other than promise mm -hmm. wine... What do you and Steve typically drink at home? Well, depends on the day, but we have such a large collection. I, I really can't say that there's just one go-to brand or bottle that we varietal? love. Varietal? A favorite varietal, maybe? L lately, um, I'm into whites, uh, Sauv Blancs, um, you know, we love French wine, so Sancerre, Poulifumé, um, Chablis. I, I, I'm loving the whites that are just razor sharp right now. Um, actually, uh, of a something similar, but not not quite, and it's of a an Italian um, inspiration and varietals. Whites right now that I'm enjoying are from Dan Pachowski's making his own label called Massican. And they're a, a white blend of a lot of white blends you see a lot right now too. But his is a a Tokay Fuliano, and um, I think he's he is a Sav Blanc, and he uses Ribola Gialla, it's an Italian grape. So that whites, and especially now it's hot up here. So right. so uh, I'm going for the whites. So 
Italian, French, wines, white. But you also have a flair for fashion. <laughs> I love fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking pretty fashionable right now. Oh, thanks. So t- tell me, where does that come from? Again, it's it's. It's my creativity, it's expression, uh, just like, you know, wine is is a vehicle for expression and the home that you sit in, fashion for me is so much fun and it's a way to express yourself. But ever since I was a little kid, I would lay my clothes out uh, on the floor the night before, um, watch fashion shows on Sunday mornings when they were on CNN with my dad, I mean, that was something that I definitely missed my calling. And now, unfortunately, I'm just a consumer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't and I know. Be, and I want to be fashion plate. Well, I think I think you are a fashion plate. <laughs> now we just need to get you on a runway, <laughs> right? <laughs> so curious. This yeah. is, you know, a question that you might be thrown by. Is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you that you're willing to share gosh I'm I feel like I'm an open book so surprised well you don't maybe you do or you don't know and I certainly don't practice it right now but I have a master's degree in clinical psychology and have a passion for working with adolescents that stemmed from a time in my life where I wish I had a, a me to talk to and as I was another previous career of mine was a very small time in entertainment and I would sit around at my desk watching television be created and thought I really don't want to do this and get me out of here and so actually 9-11 happened and I enrolled in psychology school and finished in record time and started practicing and practiced for like 12 years. Adolescence was a big part of uh, of my, especially adolescent females. So I would run groups at uh, different treatment facilities around town. Most of my private practice consisted of adolescent girls. I, I, I really enjoyed that. I love that. Does um, that make you a better mother? Absolutely. I think so. I think the, the one of the biggest things that I feel like I gave as to my children as a gift was getting to know myself. And through psychology school, you, you, ha- I mean, for your degree, you have to partake in psychotherapy yourself. Um, but just studying the material and reflecting on your own existence, really, that just makes you a better parent for sure. You're right. I mean, I I didn't know that about you, and I've known you for a little while now, so I'm sure we'll surprise a few other people listening in. Talking about careers, what was your first job ever? I worked at Dairy Queen. 14 (laughs) years old, was so excited I got a job. At 14, I was really proud of myself because it wasn't babysitting. Were you an expert at blizzards? I was, and I, I was promoted to assistant manager the next summer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 15 years old, I was assistant manager. I think he was 
I think the boss was drunk most of the time, <laughs> so he needed a really was responsible. In <laughs> no, actually, that was New Jersey. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, there's something else to give New Jersey a bad reputation. <laughs> so, uh, from Dairy Queen to the Napa Valley, yes. And now you have a wine brand. <laughs> let's let's accelerate the story. Yeah, <laughs> it gets better, people. Yeah. So you've got this spectacular wine brand. Yeah. That you and your husband launched uh, called Promise, and it has a beautiful story attached to it. Thank you. Which I think that you should share. Okay. Your your husband is well. As I said earlier, we we married up here. We we spent a lot of time up here, and on our wedding day, we knew that it was something that we wanted to have in our lives in a more um, committed way, and so. Yeah, we're caught up in the moment. We're we're it's our wedding day. It's a beautiful day in Napa Valley, and I said, "You have to promise me we're going to have this in our lives. We 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 need this. We need to do this. You love wine. You know so much about wine. It's your passion. You have to promise me you're not going to get caught up in our rat race to nowhere and you're in going LA. to pursue this." Yeah. Right. And I will get, if there's something you should know about my husband, it's if he says he's going to do something, he does it. And kind of like you, Michelle. (laughs) And um, we came home from our honeymoon and started the search. And he came, he basically came home from work one day and said, well, honey, we're making wine. And wow, that we started with 50 cases of Cabernet in 2004. Mostly that was to, uh, friends and family and and we've inched up ever since and have always wanted to grow but not too much because it it needs to be manageable it's really my husband and I who run this business ourselves we have a few people that work with us and for us but for the most part we do it all so keeping it keeping it small also allows us to to be super selective with how it's produced, the quality of the wine, and being able to be a part of of every aspect along the way. So you produce now less than 2,000 cases. Yes, it varies from from year to year, year, um, but yeah. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the different varietals that you have and how you chose them and what what they're called. Okay, great. Well, our namesake is Promise, the Promise Cabernet. Um, that's 100% cab. It's aged in all new French oak for just about 30 months. And we, we that's what I said, we started with four, 50 cases of that. Uh, we only make about 250 cases of that and it's all allocated to our members. We have a, we've had amazing uh fortuitous relationships with a lot of people that we've met up here and have continued to buy our wine for many, many years. We all, to Now, to kind of counterbalance that, we initiated our rosé program about five years ago before it became really popular. And we just wanted a fun wine that would, that would be easy to open and, you know, not something you're going to lay down in your cellar for 20 years or 
what have you. Luckily, we we hit the rosé curb. We didn't see it coming, honestly. I'd, I'd love to take credit for it, but but not at all. And we aptly named that the joy. We kind of give, as you'll see, uh, affirmations to all of our, our different wines. Um, you feel joyful and happy, and rosé is always a good time, hence the name, the joy. Uh, then we introduced the love, which is our Pinot Noir from Russian River Valley. Which is spectacular. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Venge, our winemaker, really knocked it out of the park. And what vintage is that? This is 2015. Yeah, this is, and and the property where the fruit comes from is spectacular. It's just a stunning, uh, expansive view. And then we get two different types of Bamard and one is kind of on a, a flat ground and then the other is kind of a hillside. So they're, and they're, they both bring something different to the, to the party. We, we, we also use a little whole cluster. So you, oh, very nice. yeah. So you get some, some great acid. The oak is, is Francois Frere. It's Burgundian oak that we obviously get in from France and we think it really it it's exquisitely represents the the site in which it comes from. Then we have the gratitude, which is our Bordeaux blend. We figured that we had. That was this one. That's right? it. Yeah, yeah. That's what what um, is in that glass there. Uh, we've we've only produced it once before, a hundred cases, and that we introduced to our members, and that went immediately. Everybody wanted more. Um, and we coincided that with a Thanksgiving release. And so we upped our numbers on that, but more than double for that. This is actually going to be released in October. Yeah, this is silky and yeah. just spectacular. Thanks. And you have an allocation list to your members, right? Yes. So whatever's left over could be available to the public. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But the only way to guarantee to get those to get to get your wines is to be on your correct to be on your list yeah so that's a hint folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah these are wines definitely not to be missed um and then did did we cover all the wines i think so okay. um yes um okay. and then we do occasionally you're actually looking at something that was very 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 limited to our members only this is that's the intention oh, okay. um and that we made only 50 cases of. Wow. Yes. Is that 2015 as well? It is. Okay. It's 100% Cab Franc. It's absolutely stunning. It it went into, it goes into our Bordeaux blend, and it was just screaming to be bottled all by itself this year. And so every now and then, when you have that fruit that just needs to stand all by itself, you have to listen. You have to do a single mm -hmm. bottling. Yes. I um, I was only familiar with your joy, um, but it has been a treat today to have the opportunity to taste the other wines that you produce, and they're just spectacular. Thank you, thank it's you so much. Been such a it's a it is a, a real honor passion project through and through, and I'll be hard pressed to find someone up here not loving what they do. Yeah. You've, you've uh, really outdone yourself Thanks. in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. We, we feel like we're 
we were just getting started, honestly. How, how large of production do, are you projecting to grow to? Not much more than this. 2,500? Mm, will you keep it under 2,000? Maybe, maybe if that. Um, okay. Yeah, if we ever introduce a white, maybe. Um, but no, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with, with this. Um, this quantity. Yeah, it's... I like it small. It's, uh, you know, one of our mentors in the Valley is Boots Bronstein of Diamond Creek and her advice to us, uh, stay small. Well, and that was my next question. If you had a mentor or someone that has influenced your career here. Especially as as a woman too, who I'm always inspired by women who are pioneering the industry and and I admire as people, but as business women, um, we've had the the pleasure and the the fortunate relationship with Boots Bronstein, like I mentioned, and Ann Colgan has has been so nice to us and um, very generous with her advice and time and. I would say, I mean, I look up to Heidi Barrett. I've had the pleasure of meeting her a few times. She probably doesn't know who I am, but... Um, well, <laughs> Anne, Boots, yeah. Heidi, I mean, those are all great women. Yeah, that have... and the, and you see more and more women in the Valley now, and it's exciting. It's Making exciting being a mom of two daughters who, mm-hmm. you know, look, some people want their kids to be professional tennis players. We just want ours to be winemakers and or chefs. <laughs> so we're That's hoping we're hoping that sh- they shabby, right? Yeah, we're hoping that they, you know, that they are not going to be too resistant to our dreams and hopes for them. Well, they're already chefs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now you just need to train them to be uh, winemakers. Mm-hmm. But they're a little young, I think. We're training their palate. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Advice that you might have for someone who wants to break into the wine business. Um, Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't be in it for the money. And don't listen to all the people that tell you you can't do it because there are a lot of reasons not to get into the wine business. But when, you know, when something has to happen, when you feel like you can't walk away from something, it's a pretty great indication that you should be in that field but practically speaking I would say hook up with people that are going to share their experience and their education and their time with you Um, your best friend's going to be your winemaker they are going to bring you from from an idea and a dream to your end product but there's there's a ton of people in this valley that were once people with an idea and I, I, I think that we are a true testament to that and you've uh, proven yourselves nicely thank you well nicely. we're lucky we're very very lucky to get to be in this industry well and succeed yeah and I think I mean it takes a lot of hard work and dedication but I mean your product is stellar and anyone that has a chance to taste it would would discover that as well so thank um, you so I applaud you 
Thank and you. I'm, I'm so excited that I had the chance to taste. Yeah, the I'm other glad. Wines. I'm so glad too because you you only know me as the rosé lady. I know. <laughs> well, let's um, let's wrap things up yes. with five quick questions. Okay. Now you can't think too hard about these questions. Okay. They're intended to be quick. What designer brand do you wear the most? Quick. God, I can't think. Um, uh, Gucci. What's the weirdest thing in your purse right now? No spray. What did you last? Who did you last send a handwritten note to? My niece at sleepaway camp. What's your go-to karaoke song? Eminem. What's one can't miss stop in wine country? We know there's a hundred, but what's one? I love sending people to Oxbow Market. I think it it's it shows the flavor of Napa Valley very well. Okay, there you have it. So thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Of course, Jennifer. my pleasure. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.